that's the whole thing about mainstream best practices advice is that everybody does it. And if everybody does it, you're just going to look, act, be the same as everybody. Why not do the opposite of what everybody else is doing? Hello and welcome back to Indie Bites, the podcast rubbing you stories of fellow indie hackers in 15 minutes or less. Today I'm joined by Jack McDade, who is the creator of Statomic, a content management system for Laravel. But what I love about Jack is how he approaches all of his projects, including Statomic, just to be a little bit different. There is so much cookie cutter content out there and everything just ends up looking the same, but not if Jack has anything to do with it. Just take a look at his personal website, his radical design course and icons, and you'll see what I mean. I absolutely love it. A big thank you to HRS for supporting this podcast. If you're looking to get started, with SEO, HRS have everything you need. First, their YouTube channel and written content will help you understand the basics. Then you can use their free webmaster tools to audit your website and prioritize the needed changes to improve your search rankings. And then when you start to see the fruits of your SEO labor, you can upgrade to Ahrefs' more advanced tools to build a traffic powerhouse like V.io. To get started, head to ahrefs.com slash A-W-T, that's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com, or hit the link in the show notes. Now, there is an extended version of this chat with Jack available on the IndieBytes membership, where we cover so much more about Jack's unique approach to bootstrap. I'll pop a link in the show notes where you can sign up for that for $60 a year. Let's get into this chat with Jack McDade. Jack, I, I love all your stuff. Welcome to the show. Thanks, James. So cast me back a decade ago, starting Statomic. What made you want to start this? And did you have ambitions to turn it into the type of company it is today with the scale? I had quit my job a year or two before, took on client projects so I could the the master of my own schedule, which turned out to be just as busy, but at least I was in my at, at home with my kid instead of you know in the office sleeping on the couch. And so the what I found was the more websites I managed personally, the more clients whose sites I've launched, I couldn't keep up with this many websites and keeping the changes in sync between in development and in production. So I decided let's see if I could build a content management system that does enough of the features that you need to like build a blog and let a client edit the content, but make it all in files so I can use Git and version control to just merge the changes. So I don't ever have to like take it down, put it up, take it down and all that. So that's how it started. And, you know, it did okay. At first, I think there was a lot of interest right in the beginning. And uh, after a couple of years, brought a partner on and just kept trying, just kept pushing it decided you can either execute really, really well or just hope you get lucky. Let's just keep executing. And, you know, it took, honestly, it was probably six or seven years before I was even able to work on it full time. So that is an interesting point for many people. The fact it took you five, six, seven years. A lot of people would have just stopped at this point, Jack. They would have gone, ah, it's not working out. I can't sustain myself. This is, there's not the market for it. What made you keep pushing through with it? Stupidity, probably. I think a real lack of intelligence would have been towards the top of the list. You know, a lot of people would say like, look, that's just too, I'm not going to do that for six years. And, you know, if you told me it would take six years, I also probably wouldn't have done it. However, in hindsight, I'm so glad I did. Being on the other side of that hurdle, whether it's two months, two years, two decades, being on the, the part of the timeline where I can take a day, a week or a month if I need to. I can, you know, I don't have to scramble at the end of, you know, every two week period to make payroll and that kind of stuff. It is an unbelievably blessed place to be. So it always takes longer than you think. If you think you're just going to be one of the three people who managed to launch something and have it explode the next day, it just, it almost never happens. The, the normal story 
is it takes a while. You got to give it some love. You got to really focus on your customers. And the only shortcut to that is not a guarantee. It's to get investors and pour gasoline on the fire and hope that you catch something. And we see those companies burn to the ground over and over and over again. What would you have done differently? I probably would have waited longer before launching and then tried to save up more money so that I could have more of a runway where like, well, at least for three months, I can work on it full time, you know, instead of I launch and immediately had to go back to, you know, building another website. It's a curious approach, waiting longer. I think it goes against popular advice now, which is ship quickly, launch your MVP, get it out there, get it validated. And if it's not validated, move on, scrap the idea, which is very different to... That's the whole thing about mainstream best practices advice is that everybody does it. And if everybody does it, you're just going to look, act, be the same as everybody. Why not do the opposite of what everybody else is doing? Or even better than the opposite, split the difference and then go in a weird cross angle, you know? like From looking at your stuff, this is exactly what you do. You embody it. You don't just talk about this. You don't just believe it. You genuinely do it with all of your stuff. So on the point of being different, how can people like actually do this take design for example how do people think differently and go against what they see because it's so easy to just see a stripe landing page and go yeah i'll just do that well you have to see this stripe landing page and say i'm literally not going to do that i think when you when you strategically want to be different you go look at all your competitors you see what they're doing you sort of home you know like absorb the median like average of all of them And then you go, screw that, never look at them ever again, and just do something crazy different. And just pick an aesthetic and a style, you're like out of the air. To some degree, it doesn't even matter what it is. It just helps if you like it, because you'll have more fun with it, right? So like maybe you love, I don't know, tiki bars. So if you had a project management app that was like a tiki bar theme with like little Polynesian drinks and, and dancers and like bamboo, I'd remember that compared to every other project management tool that looks exactly the same and speaks exactly the same. Yeah. Well, do the, how do people who want to go do do stuff differently avoid it not being terrible? Because if, if I lose a stride, I'm going to do the opposite of that. I don't know where I would start. I might It might just end up looking rubbish because I don't have design chops and I'm relying on just using what, what they do and what they're doing is working. So how do I know what I'm going to do is going to be good? So where where do I start with it? You have to put the time in like every other skill, whether it's programming, business building, marketing, wallet making your first try. If you're like, I'm going to, I'm going to design it myself. I'm going to take a template and I'm going to like turn it into the opposite weird thing. And I'm going to add, I don't know, bananas and tree frogs all over it. Sure. Why not? And then, you know, well, try three or four or five or six variations on it and find through iteration, a version that works, right? Because you still have to make sure if we're talking about website design, that it's functional, the content is clear, that the typography like you know, has a flow to it. All that stuff is still important. But I think you can break almost every single rule, except accessibility is probably one you want to stick with. Yeah. And as founders, right, we have the ability to be able to do fun, creative stuff. So why would you just stick to what everyone else does? And like one of my favorite things about especially my wallet bank because it's a consumer brand i can just do literally whatever i want with it and just have fun i can write yeah. outrageous copy I, I bought a 
print ad a print ad uh, it doesn't doesn't have to yeah. work right because you're especially with wallets you can only make so many right if the if you got the whole world to buy one you'd be in a world of trouble so like you can afford to say no to 99.99 percent of the population and still turn it into a business that makes money jack i, I want to talk about your course Radical design. When I came across this in February 2020, when you launched the landing page, I was like, this is amazing. I can't wait to see what Jack does. And it, it's been a few years. It's still yet to be released. Do you have a plan for when you might put it out? And can you give us a teaser of what is going to be in that course for people? I don't know how to say when, because so little of it is actually produced, you know, just being honest. I also know that if I get the momentum and my excitement level all dialed in, in a matter of three weeks, I could be, you know, 80% of the way there. But in terms of what's going to be in it, I mean, here, this is basically the course. If you boiled it down to like 30 seconds, find a site you like, literally copy it pixel for pixel in your app, and then pick another one and do it again and pick another one and do it again and pick another one and do it again. Make sure they're different. And then go back to that first one and like change it, change the fonts, change the colors and just iterate on that. And now make something new. I can't make you do that. You probably like, oh God, that sounds like a lot of work. But if I can trick you into doing that one little tiny step at a time, one hour a day for a month or whatever, there's a, a good chance it'll, the light bulb will go off. You'll, you'll realize it, A, it never gets easier. You just get better. And, and B, you have to do it. If you wanted to be a designer or you want to get good at design, you have to design stuff. You can't just think about design and look at design and read about design. You have to put your hand on the mouse and create text boxes and shapes and drop JPEGs onto whatever. You have to do the thing to get better at the thing. I agree. Is, is there, are there any sites out there that you think are worth going and have a look at and being inspired by? There's a lot of fun video game websites like eastwardgame.com is really cool. 888atari50.com, which is the Atari NFT project by Billy the Butcher. That site is super rad. Nickelodeon.xyz isn't great, but there's a lot of really funky things going on in it. Web, I will say I'm not a crypto guy, but like, the Web3 crypto world, they get funky. They get funky with their design. And I think it's really cool. And I think you can. there's something to learn there. Lettermatic.com is a little bit more of a traditional site. They're like a font house. But they, they've got a funky, fresh style to them. I think that's pretty cool. I think people have plenty there to be inspired by it. Because because you're so radically different jack when i was looking at your stuff i was like, i don't know if i've ever seen anything like this i was genuinely laughing out loud at your work page thanks at the, like jackmcdade.com slash design right i think that that's the one page that i get the most feedback on i think it's i want to redesign my site but i, I don't want to lose that page and so i end up not redesigning my site <laughs> Yeah, well, it's great. And like the static site is, is a little more controlled and professional, I might yeah, say. Yeah, I mean, it needs but, to be because there's, you know, Fortune yeah. 500 companies are buying this thing. <laughs> so I, I had to dial it back a little. When you, you can choose your own adventure, the little sound effects when you pick each one, it's just these little details that 
you add that people yeah. otherwise would never do. I, I do love sound. Sound effects on, on the websites. We're missing an entire sense that is available to us when you're sitting at a computer. And I, I don't know why. I, I mouth sounds. I think most of my sites all have little... <laughs> like little weird, And I just sit here and I like... Like, like a little Foley <laughs> studio. And I'm like, ooh, that one was funky. That was a nice little insight into your your process. Yeah. Also, it's really hard to find sound effects. So if you just make them with yeah. your mouth, I mean, it's, it's cheap. <laughs> Why have I never thought of this? The amount of times I've been searching for a whoosh sound and I could just, yeah. I'm going, I know what I want in my head. Why don't I just do it from my sound? Every whoosh sound on every website I've ever done is literally me going, that's, that's all it is. Let's wrap up talking about learning with Jack and a lot of your projects you've done. Some people might think, okay, Jack, you've got a successful bootstrap business here. Why do all these little side quests, projects, the icons, the course, and then now learning with Jack, learning new things? Because I'm bored. Not bored of the business, but like, just like, I need, oh man, there's, there's no slots left for weirdness or experimentation. Once you're at scale, everything just takes way, 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 way too long. I just want to do a new thing and try it out. And ultimately, if I can bring more eyeballs, and I hate, I hate promoting myself because I don't want internet fame or anything like that. I really don't care. But I think the Jack McDade brand can like generate eyeballs. And then, you know, oh, what else has he done? Oh, Stanimate, cool. Like it, it is kind of a long tail back to my core product. And so... Maybe that's just me justifying spending time vlogging or like, you know, whatever. But you found my brother's site and you found my site and then you found, that, you know, Statomic and Radical Design. Like, I, I got you there. I put my web out there, whatever. And you, you danced into my thread and you found a thing that maybe you would have given me some dollars on if I ever get this course done, you know, maybe. And I also think like Statomic, surely does benefit from you being able to fulfill your creativity somewhere because if you didn't i'm sure your work on statmate would suffer because you wouldn't have yeah. that outlet for it so not only does it help from a practical sense of people might find statmate through my personal stuff but also for you personally and your productivity and output and responsibilities with statmate benefit from right. this other work that you do Talk to me about some of the things you have tried with Learn, Learn With Jack, things that you do want to do, ideas for the YouTube channel. All right. I've never said this in public. So here, here you're getting an exclusive scoop here. The ultimate goal for Learning With Jack was I wanted to start a movie studio or a film studio where I want to, I want to actually just make... I want, to bring, I want to bring Nickelodeon back. That's my real goal. I just, I wish Nickelodeon was still a thing and there was like fun, relatively clean content that everybody can just enjoy and just no rules. I end every episode on three recommendations. A Ooh. book, a podcast, and an indie hacker entrepreneur you're inspired by. Okay, let's see. Book, Steal Like an Artist by Austin Kleon. This is so good, right? This is the whole copy, 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 copy till you make it your own. And then Extreme Ownership, which is written by Jocko Willink and, and Leif Babin, the ex-Navy SEALs. Podcasts? I mean, I mostly just listen to Friendship Onion. It's, it's Billy Boyd and Dominic Monaghan. They were like two of the hobbits in Lord of the Rings. And, and what was the third thing? An indie hacker I follow or like? All right. Adam Wathen and his team at, at Tailwind CSS. I mean, I love Tailwind. I love what they've done. They've, they've shown that if you put 
all of your intention into a really simple idea and you make it as good as you possibly can, good things can happen. And they're now like the number one CSS framework in history and uh, they deserve it. Well, Jack, you've been a fantastic guest. I've really enjoyed getting to know you and thank you for those recommendations. Thanks, James. I had a great time. Thank you for listening to this episode of Indie Bites. Don't forget to check out today's sponsor, Hrefs. To support the show and hear the extended conversation with Jack, you can join the Indie Bites membership. Of course, all links are in the show notes. I will see you next episode.